welcome to episode 64 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So let's now run the random number generator. And the coordinates for this episode are 5 hours, 21 minutes, 46.0 seconds right ascension, and plus 21 degrees, 12 minutes, 51 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an object named VERJ0521 plus 211 in the constellation Taurus. This is another astronomical object where the numbers in the name refer to the coordinates of the object. The VER in the name referred to the Veritas telescope, which was used to discover the object. This thing was identified by the very high energy gamma rays that it produces. These gamma rays don't penetrate the Earth's atmosphere, but the Veritas telescope, which is located on a mountain in Arizona that isn't particularly high, was still able to identify that VER J0521 plus 211 was a source of gamma ray emission. To understand why, I'll need to take some time to explain how Veritas works and how it can detect gamma rays before I can explain what VERJ0521 plus 211 is. Veritas is an acronym that stands for Very Energetic Radiation Imaging Telescope Array System. I am fairly certain that the telescope was named this because many astronomers like naming things using clever acronyms, or at least acronyms that they think are clever. The telescope is a set of four reflectors that sort of look like satellite dishes or radio telescopes. Each reflector has an array of hexagonal mirrors covering a 12-meter circular area that reflects visible light to a box supported by four struts in front of the reflector. The box contains very sensitive photomultiplier tubes that can't necessarily make very good images of anything in the sky, but that can detect changes in light on timescales of 2 nanoseconds. To help people understand how short this timescale is, I tried to come up with some sort of comparison between 2 nanoseconds and something else that people might be familiar with, but I couldn't really think of anything that's even remotely comparable. Like I indicated before, Veritas is unable to actually detect gamma rays, and that is because gamma rays don't make it through the Earth's atmosphere. Instead, Veritas detects the effects of high-energy gamma rays hitting the Earth's atmosphere. To understand what happens, it's really important to keep in mind the equation E equals mc squared by Albert Einstein. Many people have probably heard of this equation before, but may not have understood what the heck it's supposed to mean, which was definitely the case for me when I encountered this equation as a kid dozens and dozens of times. People who do understand this equation will know that it's supposed to relate mass to energy, and will probably be kind of familiar with how it applies to nuclear physics when atoms either split apart nuclear fission or join together in nuclear fusion. The resulting atoms from these fission or fusion processes will have less mass than the original atoms, and the excess mass will have been converted to energy in the fission or fusion processes, producing either heat in controlled reactions, like in the nuclear reactor, or an explosion, like in the nuclear bomb, or a nuclear meltdown. 
That equation, E equals mc squared, also applies to gamma rays, which have an amount of energy that is multiple times that of an electron. This means that, under the right conditions, a gamma ray's energy can be converted into an electron and its antimatter pair, a positron. A gamma ray traveling through empty space won't do this on its own, but when a gamma ray hits the nucleus of an atom in our atmosphere, it will undergo this transformation into an electron and a positron. However, gamma rays typically have much more energy than what is needed to form the mass of these two particles, so the rest of the gamma ray's energy ends up being transformed into kinetic energy that propels the electron and positron at speeds close to the speed of light in a vacuum. When these particles pass by the nuclei of other atoms, the electromagnetic interactions could produce more gamma rays, and these gamma rays will also produce more pairs of electrons and positrons when they hit the nuclei of other atoms. Now, if you noticed, I carefully said that these electrons and positrons are moving close to the speed of light in the vacuum. They were actually moving at faster than the speed that light can travel through the Earth's atmosphere. When that happens, the particles actually produce the electromagnetic equivalent of a sonic boom created by a jet or something else moving at faster than the speed of sound. This electromagnetic shock wave produces a form of blue light called Cherenkov radiation. Lots of electrons and positrons doing this at the same time can produce a brief flash of blue light. What the Veritas telescope does is it detects this flash of blue light to infer that a high-energy gamma ray hit an atom at the top of the Earth's atmosphere. The flash only lasts a few nanoseconds, which is why Veritas needs photomultiplier tubes that can make measurements on such short timescales. So, VERJ0521 plus 211 was detected in a set of observations between October 22, 2009 and January 16, 2010. The object was not identified in a single night just because high-energy gamma rays are extremely rare. Instead, the astronomers using Veritas, called the Veritas Collaboration, detected about 100 flashes of light from gamma rays in the constellation of Taurus and concluded that they had to be seeing a source of high-energy gamma rays from the location of VERJ0521 plus 211. The Veritas collaboration then used the SWIFT spacecraft, which was a space telescope designed to detect gamma ray sources, to confirm that an object existed at this location, and the X-ray telescope on the spacecraft was able to detect X-ray emission from the object. Next, the astronomers had determined that this gamma ray source coincided with an object that had been identified in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum in computer scans of old photographic plates from the 1950s, although no one had ever paid attention to it before. They also obtained some spectra in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum to understand what they were looking at better, and they even made some high-resolution radio images of the object. With all of this information, the Veritas collaboration reached the conclusion that the source of these gamma rays was a galaxy at some unknown distance with an active galactic nucleus, or AGN. An AGN consists of a supermassive black hole billions of billions of times the mass of the Sun, a disk of interstellar gas falling into that black hole, and jets of gas that appear above the poles of that black hole. The jets originate from gas in the disk that got too hot as it was gravitationally compressed by the gravity of the black hole and that blew away out of the poles of the black hole at close to the speed of light rather than falling into the black hole itself. In VERJ0521 plus 211, 
It looks like the Galaxy has an AGM where one of these jets is aimed directly at Earth. These types of objects are classified as blazars by astronomers. As I indicated before, gamma rays are very rare. They're even very rare from AGM, despite the fact that galaxies that contain AGM with supermassive black holes are very common. This is because we need the jets to be pointed at the Earth to be able to see the gamma rays, and it's rare to see the jets from these AGN aimed directly at Earth. They are usually aimed in some other random direction. It's not known whether the gamma rays come from either near the supermassive black hole or somewhere in the jets further away, but it's fairly clear that the jets need to be beamed towards Earth for astronomers to detect the gamma ray emission effectively. These gamma rays allow astronomers to construct and to test models of how AGN work, and every new discovery of an AGN that produces gamma rays will lead to new advancements in understanding AGN more generally. So, VERJ0521 plus 211 is not just exciting because it produces gamma rays with so much energy that we need to use Einstein's really famous equation about matter and energy to understand it. The gamma rays from VERJ0521 plus 211 are really important in helping astronomers understand how AGN work. So that is what astronomers find so interesting about the galaxy VERJ0521 plus 211, and the location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of this object in the sky is located in the village of Katara in the state of Maharashtra in India. This should not be confused with the several other villages named Katara in India, or the suburb of Katara located outside of Newcastle in New South Wales. This specific village named Katara looks like a relatively nondescript part of the farmland of central India. It's so nondescript that I couldn't even identify what the major crops are. On the other hand, the nearby Kochra Dam, also called the Pajari Tola Dam, seems like a noble local landmark. I even found multiple YouTube videos of the dam, complete with epic music. If that discussion of dams in India leaves you interested in learning more about water resource management, then I think I would recommend the Words on Water podcast on wordsonwaterwef.com. Once you get tired of learning about water resource management, you can learn more about astronomy by visiting the website for my podcast at www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can go to the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesounds Project at www.freesounds.org. Thanks for listening. 